Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. All right, good morning to all of you. Appreciate you as usual. And uh, let's get started do my best to lead and try to be transparent so everybody can steal. This is definitely one of those ones you want to steal because it's a forward thinking meeting and you need, well, well, you should, you need to, but I won't make suggestions for your companies. I'll just tell you that Grace, you should be doing this with your company. All right, all of you, and some of this sounds cliche, but it's not. It's not. Okay. Now you, you, you think of your, your goals for life. Uh, someone coach you to say, well, what's, what's one year out? What's three years out? What's 10 years out, et cetera? You do a, what you call it? Business plan. Yeah, business plan. And even that has a financial part. Let's say it's one years out, three years out, five years out, 10 years out. Well, what does your business look like in 10 years? That's the first thing. What does your business look like in 10 years? But we need to hyper that question. We need to do more to that. What does it look like? 
what does it, how many customers does it have? What technology are you using? What industry are you in? Very difficult question that we need to address. I've already addressed, but you need to address. And then once you do this, it's the only way you need to talk about your company. All right, so back up. Remember I said some of this sounds cliche. It's not though, because only few people do this. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, with both of his main companies, SpaceX, Tesla. I can't really think of anybody else who does this. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. What does your company look like in 10 years in the most finest detail possible? What has affected your company in those 10 years? What has your company affected in 10 years? What has happened to your industry in 10 years? In 10 years, is Zoom relevant? Mm. It's a good question. <laughs> yeah. In 10 years, does the smartphone still exist? Hmm. Okay, you know, what will, what will 5G do to the world after 10 years? All right, so we're going to back up one more time. We're going to back up one, one more time. This is, I, I, so what I've been doing, Jerry knows, I've been focused on software release, pushing all of us to what is great. But you've been hearing me talk about four weeks ahead but the truth is, I'm always thinking 10 years ahead. So you need to think about what does your business look like 10 years from now, but there's a huge but here, because I don't mean this in a cliche manner, as in you hear people, you hear coaches and all that say, I'm saying something completely different. I'm saying law, what does your business look like 10 years from now? What does your industry look like 10 years from now? Are you using Zoom? Are you doing virtual classes? Does virtual classes still exist? If they do exist, are they existing on Zoom? Is Zoom still a company 10 years from now? Is Zoom just another commodity 10 years from now? Has 5G changed the whole necessity or, or need or just made hopping online irrelevant? Will we always be online? Will there be virtual reality coaches? Okay. <laughs> Will we sit, Will I have Jerry sit at his table, I sit at my table, but we are literally in the same space due to virtual reality. Because I guarantee you someone like me is going to pull that off. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Will Tony Robbins do packed out stadiums virtually, not on Zoom, but literally put on a helmet while other people come, you know, goggles, whatever that may be. So what does your business look like in 10 years? This is very important. 
Because once you do that, you only need to talk about it that way. There ain't too many people that do that. Elon Musk says, yeah, we're going to Mars. Now. <laughs> now. Do you understand how insane it is to say that we're going to terraform Mars and that he is going to put people on Mars? And he's been saying that for like 10 years already as if it was present. And when he did that, the smartest, brightest minds of the world caught it and went and worked for him. Aha, aha. You don't have a hiring problem. You have a talking about your business poorly problem. Okay. Now, I have saved all this for this moment. I haven't really been public with it, but I'm going to do it now because I've been trying to hide a bunch of stuff. Everybody knows creating 100,000 millionaires. That's part one of it. But what you're about to see is me link this company to a few causes. One in particular, you hear me say it all the time. Now I'm just going to be vocal with it. And that is stopping 40,000 children die from day from starvation. How many times have you heard me say that? I say it all the time. Yeah. But it makes sense. Psychologically, it makes sense. I was the starving kid in the trash can. So when you think about it, psychologically, that makes sense. What's broken in me about being starving in a trash can is now being used by God to stop people from starving in their own trash cans. It just, it just makes, you know, your past tends to be your motivation for the future. Should you be willing to be broken and used? You know, that's, some people, they're victims in there, okay? All right, so I see I got a question in chat. Can you read it to me, Deanna? I'll do better that way. Charmon asks, how do you predict 10 years from now? She said, in my head, 10 years from now, people may not need body butter because we will all be living in pods, communicating from pods, being fed via pods. All right, then. So if we're going to be living in pods, communicating in pods, being fed via pods, then you need to turn your body, body butter into vapor. So as we're in pods, the vapor coming out of them is your, your company's body butter. You get what I'm saying? Like, if that's what you believe, then you build that. Okay. This is very difficult. And I, it shouldn't... Okay, she's thinking now. I'm going to quit. But it's... It is difficult and it shouldn't be difficult. It is difficult because most of the world sits by and says, somebody needs to change it and waits for somebody like me to change it. Right? So Antonio, yes, sorry, quick question. Now you're good. So are you are you saying that today, right now in the present, our businesses, the way we handle our businesses, should start reflecting what we predict ten years from now? Absolutely. And you need and as a leader, you need to start talking about it that way now. 
because you will get those customers that catch that vision. You will get those employees that catch that vision. You will weed out those who don't catch that vision. Which brings me to the same point, but just an, an addendum in this point, is you need to have a, how, how is it called? A massive transformational purpose. Massive transformational purpose. It's widely known, but you can read Vision's book, Vision Lakiani's second book, Buddha and the Badass. It literally is the name of the book. Okay. And it talks about that later on in the book. Massive transformational purpose. Ours is to create a hundred thousand millionaires. We've always lead with it. I always lead with it. What you're about to see is I'm about to push, we we are tempting to end world hunger and student loan debt. Period. Those, those have always been my goals. I just didn't say too much because I didn't want Harvard to know I was coming after. But now it's over. It's just done. <laughs> Ain't got much of a choice now, Steve. <laughs> it's done. Okay, Susan said, wow, me too. That's twice then. Good. <laughs> so, Deanna, I'm, write that out. Go, go ahead, Susan. I just can't believe it. That's like, that's like I think about that every day, every day, every day. And world hunger and children since I was a little girl, but the student debt in the last few years because it's just ridiculous it's disrespectful it is it, it's, it, yes it is the true rioting and looting of this world forget what looters may do after a hurricane or some violence the real looting is clearly coming from our governments and that is a fact it's still going on right now. Parents are still doing their duty, taking their kids to college campuses all summer on the tours to check the colleges out, taking them to school. And then, you know, the kids are partying. And then two weeks later, they're coming back home. I saw it today. They're sending them back home. They're quarantined for two weeks. Some of them are going home and they're not having in class and they're still paying the money. And, and there's still people that are paying part of it, and then the kids end up with student loans. Disrespect. And the universities and the universities have built huge amounts of wealth stockpiles that they're just sitting on. Billions. They call them endowments. Billions. And the last time I checked, and I had to look back up again, I might do it on this call. Something like 15% of their income comes from tuition in the first place. They have other clever ways of making money. And they can just take their endowments and just compound interest at and have no issues whatsoever. Deanna, what you were supposed to write down was the so, so my massive transformational purpose has always been in three parts i only have always said one part because i kept the other two parts hidden because i'm trying to be a disruptive company create a hundred thousand millionaires to raise the collective consciousness of this world simple 
to, and I'm a, and I'll tell you why. But I've actually, I've actually already snuck and told y'all why one time. But I'll come back to that. To end world hunger, forty thousand children die a day from starvation, and it really pisses me off every time I think about it. Like I get, I have no empathy for that. I get angry thinking about that. Like Jesus flipping over tables in the temple angry about that. That just really burns me up because ugh, I'm, I'm not even going to get on that soapbox. Just please know I could talk about that for the next hour without break and still have something to say for the next day. Okay. <laughs> and then the third one, Deanna, same, it's all the same thing, is to end student loan debt. I just think uh, equally that upsets me. We don't give 18-year-old Tyler, like none of you, I got you, Deanna, none of you would say, hey, Tyler, man, you're 18 now. I'm going to give you a $150,000 loan out my own bank account. I trust you with $150,000 at 18. Nobody here would do that. But the government says, oh, yeah, Tyler. <laughs> would do that it's 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 inappropriate now go ahead Deanna you want to say something now that I see all three of them written down as long as I have known you you've always spoken about these always. points always like, it now makes sense to me always it, I don't care where we're going, what we're doing, what you're teaching, those three points always come out. Now that I've now that you've said them out loud. Yeah. Always. I'm always talking about them. I just didn't tie them into the company for a strategic real those last two into the company for a strategic reason because I needed the infrastructure to stay disrupted. Now this is you can't stop us. It's impossible. It's impossible. So we have no problems here. My number one goal, I've, I've slipped and said this. I, sh I ought to show, I ought to show you how the video again. Cause remember I told you, Jerry, nobody listens to teachers. So I typically say a lot of stuff cause I know when I'm a teacher role, no one listens to me. <laughs> so I know I can get away with it. It sneaks and stuff like this. This is, this is historicity. No one has ever listened to teachers. Teachers have always said the world is going crazy and no one listened and then we still went crazy because teachers said it. It's just, it's just the way it works. I want to create, I should even tell you, I want to create a resource-based economy. Everything I do is for that. Everything I do is for that. Even the real estate I buy is for that. That's my number one. So think about it. 100,000 millionaires to help me create a resource-based economy. Ending world hunger, which creates, which will happen only through a resource-based economy. Student loan debt eliminated because we have a resource-based economy. It really makes sense. But anyway, so someone's asking, what's a resource-based economy? Don't worry about it, Will. I would show you a video, but you should just probably go Google it or something. Or, or maybe, let's see, there's a guy, Jock Fresco, what is it? Venus Project. Google Jock Fresco Venus Project. And then 
then it makes sense with my crazy. It's a beautiful self. world. <laughs> it makes sense what my crazy self was trying to do. Now, there's a reason why Deanna had that enlightenment moment. That enlightenment moment is because I always talk about this. Now that I'm going completely global with it, watch the people that get attracted to this company, watch the sales increase for no reason at all, watch the people who work here be geniuses for no reason at all, but the mission. You see, only high quality people want to end world hunger. They want to end student loan debt. So what you end up having is a bunch of high quality customers and a bunch of high quality employees. And it's a whole lot easier to lead any organization when everybody actually wants to be there. <laughs> it's a lot less stressful, let me tell you. <laughs> a lot less stressful. Please believe if you ever had employees, some of them do not want to come to work today. Let me just, this is how it works. <laughs> this is just how it works. But nevertheless, now, so let's back up again because I want to say some more stuff and I need you to catch this. Abby, when you talk about your companies to be 10 years out, so let me show you how to think 10 years out. When I just told Charmone about vapor, if you think we're going to, if you truly believe we're going to live in pods, then you need to be thinking about changing your, your butter into vapor and the safe ways to do that and how to get that on the skin and make it unharmful to the lungs like you need to invent that patent it and pretty much control that industry in my case i can tell you for sure we're going to have a billion one billion students that's my 10-year vision to have a billion students in this university. That changes almost everything about this company. Do you understand the communication that you must have to communicate with one billion people? And by billion, I mean daily users. Yeah, like logging on daily. That's, you, do you understand how many servers you have to have for that? <laughs> right? Yes, yes, Kalimethan, online education. One billion globally, online education. We may be putting, <laughs> yeah, should come over here. <laughs> should come over here and run a whole section. <laughs> Should, should handle the whole country of Ghana, okay? <laughs> the whole country. One billion is one of my 10-year goals. Now, that changes. Well, remember, I, I'm, I'm going to show you my... I'm going to show you what I... I always tell you this. Every morning, I try to tell you to do these things. And this is part of my morning meetings. But this is my 
this is on this is more than just in one place this is on on my own i got this 15 different places where i look at it when i write stuff down i'm going to keep coming back to this control these six areas and then you can win the war without firing a single shot this is how i run my company we win wars without firing a single shot and these are the six areas that i control and I keep telling y'all, you need to do so too. I control every bit of economics, every bit of finances. Those are not the same thing. I always have to say that because people think those are the same thing. They are not. Data information. We've got 54 million. We, if you don't know, this company has 54 million data entries from 54 million different individual oxygen breathing carbon-based creatures who are called humans on planet earth and this company i just don't sell information that's why y'all don't see you know advertisements or something so i don't i don't pause in this and go you know have someone come in hey would you like a washing machine yeah, you know, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> Infrastructure that just spent way too much money doing that, and then this is what I was just talking about. You can't reach a billion people daily and communicate with them without owning and controlling communications, and then human resources, which I always keep this secret. But what I mean with that, those are the six. Let me let me copy and paste that so I can have it in the chat. These are the six areas that all of you should control. Don't even try to understand it if you don't. Just copy and paste it. And then over time, you will start getting that. All those. It is exactly what your governments are trying to do. It is also exactly why your governments have problems with big tech companies, because they also control that. And now big tech companies have more money than governments, at least more positive cash flow than governments. And now big tech companies have, or at least Apple, has the largest database of faces, the largest database of fingerprints, and the largest database of credit cards. <laughs> That's enough to make the government jealous, any government. You understand? All right. So I want you to think about your company 10 years out and then start talking about it now. This is our vision. We are, please believe, you're going to see this a lot from me. You, are, you actually, if you go back and watch that video, the, bit, the customer, no, the, the income opportunity video, you can hear me dropping those little nuggets in there. This company has two visions, right? You, you can hear me do that. Now, the key here is to talk about it while you are in today. If most of our problem is separation, obviously. So you're trying to separate yourself from the pack. This is definitely the way to do it. But I'm talking about something far more than that. I'm saying once you have a massive transformational purpose, which is to end world hunger and to end student loan debt, 
all your customers know about this. All your fans know about this. All your supporters know about this. Let me tell you what I'm about to do. Once I released the company, probably last week in September, maybe something, or maybe third week, who knows. Once I launch us, I'm going to shift mindsets again. And this time, I'm going to ask all of you to help us change the world. Because now you know what I'm attempting to do. Now you know, or you've been knowing, but now you clearly know that world hunger has to stop. And I ain't donating to nobody, let me tell you. I don't trust none of them. Okay, I'm donating directly to, <laughs> so I know the money gets there. If I got to start my own, I don't want, <laughs> I need to go directly you know, to rice and beans and, and electricity and building wells and all sorts of stuff. I need to go there. I ain't, you know, I ain't saying nothing bad about these agencies. I just know I ain't giving them no dime. <laughs> Not without me knowing where it's going for sure and i got that set up already to where fraction of sales go to end this each time then we're going to go solar power even better that's a good one carol just said that in chat and then we're going after student loan debt i've already got that taken care of right already got a plan for that already got a plan for that. if you i was when i was running for president, which if you don't know that, I literally ran for president and actually gave it a pretty good go too. I actually talked about this in some of my rallies. I really did. I gave a detailed plan of how I was going to end student loan debt. I did. Before they talked about it, that's when I knew they were spying on me. Before they talked about it, like three months before, you know, Elizabeth Warren and, and, and Bernie Sanders and all that said we should assume on that, I was already on it. This has always been my mission for quite some time. Wait, I thought we were still running for president again later. Shh, shh, I did not Can read I that aloud. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Jerry, would you strike that last? Uh, chat comment from the record okay go ahead Abby yeah I just I mean just just kind of like adding to to what Antonio was saying I mean one one thing that um has always kind of bothered me because um because of my background and where I come from coming from Nigeria is that um Nigeria has a terrible electricity problem you know and and it, it has existed from from when we from when we got our independence in 1960. I mean, we just, the, the power issue in Nigeria is so bad that people are constantly using generators. Like every, every home owns a generator because power is just crappy and terrible and people are literally in darkness. So just to add to what um, Antonio is saying, that's something that has always bothered me and that's something that I see myself in the future going back to Nigeria, going back to Africa, to help solve that power problem. So when somebody mentioned solar power, you know, that just kind of, again, sparks that desire in me. And, you know, 
super duper excited. No, no doubt. That is, you should be. And see, I want to help with that. Because I don't need to, this is why I want to create 100,000 millionaires, because I don't need to go solve that problem. I need to make Abby a millionaire so she goes solves that problem. This is why I keep, I keep saying I only want 100,000. I keep saying that because I know that other people are going to be like that. By choice. I know that's right. So, listen, you, so there's a reason. So when you, when you start doing your massive transformation of purpose and all this good stuff, what, it, what tends to happen is things just grow. I just, let me just say that, okay? Now, that is not the point of it. You don't do stuff to make money. But when you do stuff in harmony with the laws of success, you make money, right? So you got to watch your motive here. I went to Jamaica where there was no running water and no electricity and had to build wells for people. And I was so angry because, hey, hey, I saw, look, look, till I saw, I'm waving, I'm waving. (laughs) Good to see you. All right, I'll be seeing you soon. And your husband will be buying me a pint. Yes, yes, he will. Yes, he will. (laughs) Oh, I'll probably buy it for him. (laughs) all right now the what was i saying i forgot i said something good you went to jamaica Jamaica. yes and i was really upset because everyone on mission is not on mission some people just went for a photo op And I always tell those people, because it don't work, unless the camera's around. And as soon as it's not, they stop working. Anyway, that's just my own little soapbox there. It just bothers me. So just make sure, I say that to say, make sure your motive is correct. Make sure, you, so whatever, your, whatever your fundamental values are, your company will reflect. And I'm going to end the meeting with two punches to the face on this matter. I'll just be, in fact, let me give them to you now, just in case you got to check out of here. Let me give them to you now, as I don't want nobody to miss this left hook and this right hook to the face. If you want, no, excuse me, if what you want doesn't match what you are, the universe will resist you every time. If what you want doesn't match what you are, the universe will resist you every time. Reality will always reflect what you believe. So let's break both of those down. The first one, yes, go ahead, Deanna, because somebody should have a question here. Oh, I was going to ask you if you can repeat that. I got you. Sure can. If what you want does not match what you are, the universe will resist you every single time. So if you want to be a millionaire, but you are not a millionaire, you will always never be a millionaire. If what you want does not match what you are, the universe will resist you every time. You can do all the affirmations you want. You can, you can 
get connoting from feeling Susan all you want. If you don't grow out to money, money is dwindled down to you. That's 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 how he actually said it. Thanks. That's <laughs> Jim Rock. But it's the truth. It is the truth. If you don't grow out to what you want, it will grow down to you. Bob Proctor calls that law of compensation. You will get out of this universe nothing more than what you are, not a penny more. Okay? Reality will all your reality will always reflect what you are. You will always only see what you only are. That's never going to change. Okay, let's jump back up into the meeting. Monica, unmute your mic because I have a new task for you. Hence now and forever, your job has been lifted higher. Let's do this. All right, that's what I'm talking about. I need you to be the visionary leader that I do. I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow. This is journalism that helps the world we live in. This is Mexit News. No, you are, but I need you to do it here. I know you did it. It goes Jim in your construction company. I'm now giving you permission to do it here. Okay. Okay. Grace, keep doing your thing, but I'm taking it all the sales off of you all of it just keep just keep staying in now okay monica you're gonna be in full charge over there and i need vision got it all right that means you're gonna tell me what to do a lot of the times okay and wherever there is a human sale i want vision over there I can do that. All right. So here's what I want you to do. In the next, by Sunday, and we going up, we got to go up there Sunday. Mm-hmm. I want a, what does sales in this company, human sales in this company, um, let me do pause real quick. I got to say human sales can do a lot of sales funnels. She doesn't have to worry about that. But human sales is different. What does human sales look like? 10 years from now, and I want you to build that now, okay? Okay. Has the sales industry changed? Are people more receptive to texting? It's it's too many different things that you can do. 10 years from now, 
how fundamentally has sales industry changed and how have we changed according to that change? And I want you to cast me your vision Sunday and then we're going to start building towards that now. Sounds good. Cool. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you repeat those to me? Because I'm also texting them to her. So she'll have them. Um, she'll have them twice. Which well, she let me let her repeat them to you. That way she can, the more you teach, the more she knows. Go ahead, Monica. Repeat them to her. Repeat them to her. There you go. I have, what does human sales look like 10 years from now? And uh, how have we changed according to that change, whether it's texting or video or visual, et cetera? All that. So let me add a little bit more to that. How many, how many salespeople do we need to have? Okay. How many sales are we doing per hour? What is the percentage of our new customer gathering? I was looking for a more professional word. Acquisition. There it is. Okay. New customer acquisition. What is our customer retention rate, how much do salespeople have to do with customer service? What does that process look like, right? What does that process look like? Is it, is it at the beginning? We know it's customer service because you can't do sales on customer service even before they're a customer. You can't do that. So essentially, but we can't just not do that. So essentially, there will be an element of customer service there. Right. But then you have how much, you know? I don't know. I'm going to let you decide. Okay. I'm going to let you run it. I already okay. got that answer. Okay. All right. So I'm going to let you decide, right? Now, and then stuff like that. You can keep going from there. You got me? Got it. All right. Cool. Thank you, Dion. All right. She already texted. Good stuff. Tell you. Cool. All right. No problem. No problem. Now, Grace, stay where you at. I got something higher for you. I just ain't telling you yet. All right. <laughs> just ain't telling you that. But you can guarantee it's going to have something to do with education. All right. I just ain't telling you that. We're going to do one thing at a time. <laughs> if I tell you now, then she's going to lose some support that she needs. And I don't tell you now. But just know that I am building a whole different thing. Basically, well, I'll mute your mic, Grace. Let me show you. Yes, sir. Where do you have, in your own opinion, and I want you to pay attention to this when I'm doing in your own opinion, where do you have no trouble having ideas? No. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, you mean within the company, right? I'm not even gonna explain. Okay, uh, when I'm teaching math, uh, <laughs> uh, on, well, on Wednesdays, but I do get a little help from my girl, Deanna. I do, I get a lot of help, not a little help, but I, <laughs> but when I got it, or I go, I, I, let, let me just help you. In life period, where do you have no problem being a visionary? Yeah, when I'm, when I'm math. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Remember that. Okay. Coming back to it. Okay. 
All right, because I know that too about you. Okay. Okay, you can mute your mic now. <laughs> Thanks. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, basically, this is what I'm doing. If I have you in a spot in which you cannot be visionary, a visionary, I'm moving you. Period. Where we're going next, I need only visionary leaders. That makes a lot of sense. Man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So where's Reggie at? Because I'm yes, I've been waiting. I've been two days I've been working on this one meet just for Reggie. Come on, Reggie, unmute your mic. Yeah, buddy. Two days I've been waiting on you. There it is. Reggie's a visionary everywhere. Okay. But Reggie, same for you. I'm about to put you where you can be a visionary, where you where, where your ideas are shoot off left and right, and where you tell me, here's our plan for us, which I know you like that stuff. I, if I ain't talking nothing right now, I'm talking good sense to Reggie, all right? <laughs> good sense. What does that, where in your life, same question to you from Grace, I got an idea, you were a little bit more difficult than me, that's why it took me two days for you, because Reggie can do a lot. What Reggie likes is people, and that's for sure. So Reggie, where in your life do you just have vision for no reason at all? It just keeps coming out. You just can't help it. I got to say to you. I, I knew you was going to say that. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. You knew, you knew I, was. <laughs> I know. That's your thing. <laughs> I'm hard at that. <laughs> that's your thing. All right. <laughs> you see, did y'all hear that energy come off of him? Reggie for two days has been making me and I'm going to tell you what, what made me really think about it is when yesterday, I forget who it was, somebody was like, we should have this whole youth thing going on. And I was like, look at that. All right, so I wrote it down. <laughs> and I said, I already know who's supposed to. So Reggie, we're going to be doing, we're going to have a whole section for, let's just call it, homeschool or youth, you know, young, what do we call it? Young moguls, young moguls. And I want a lot of vision over there with you. Okay. So that's where you're going to be moved to. I already knew he was going to say that because Reggie's been volunteered at the boys and girls club since 1990. Go ahead, Reggie. Oh, no, this is already in motion. Nice. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. If you can't be visionary, in this company, I have you in place. It's my fault. It has nothing to do with you because I know I got nothing but the greatest leaders because I only attract the greatest leaders. That means that while we were startup-ish, you had to wear 25 hats. It's just is what it is. <laughs> and some of these hats are skills you learned, but it wasn't natural for you. It's, it's what it is, right? It just is what it is. Now I'm saying, let's go to where your natural vision is and stay there. We can do that now. We can do that now. We're to a completely different company. Well, actually we become a pretty completely different company like every two months, but we're a completely different company now for sure with the release of the software, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I want all of you, and here's the deal. I don't care, Carisha, if people like what I'm about to say. I don't care what's Kali method. I don't care if 
people receive what I'm going to say next. Because I only need the folk who's going to receive it. The rest of y'all can just watch videos, take content, and put it back to your business. Go ahead. Okay? <laughs> Go ahead. Our first goal is once I say day one begins, we have 720 days to go get 7 million students. And I'm going to need your help. And I don't have to ask regular people for it because if you want to end world hunger, if you want to end student debt crisis, I'm only talking to you. I'm not talking to everybody, okay? The rest of y'all can kick rocks as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm only talking <laughs> to the people who want to change the world. See, I do not mind losing the wrong customers. Oh, somebody should have heard what I said. Your life will be a lot easier if you didn't mind losing the wrong customers, Abby. As soon as y'all stop chasing customers that don't belong in your organization, you will have peace and you'll start making more money. Everybody don't belong here. And I'm okay with that. I'm very okay with that. There was a guy that came from the Les Brown unit over here. He used to build every class. And one time he started acting up in one of Grace's chats, a little chat. And Grace kept telling me, and I said, just let him talk. And finally he said something, Phil, that, oh, you got me messed up now, okay? So I messaged him. I don't never mess him. I said, please don't think I'm Les Brown. I will fire you. I, this is my exact words to him. I'm not Les Brown. I don't owe you nothing. And I don't care what happened over there. I will fire you. If you ever disrespect me or my company like that again, I'll delete your account. Thank you for your donation. I will delete your account. He stayed around for two weeks, ain't been back since. And the environment is much better without him. And we all know who he is. And he can stay where he's at until he changes and want to change the world. Because all I see from him now is just posted about Trump. That's all I see now. <laughs> That's all he's doing, posted about Trump. Negative stuff about Trump. That's all he's doing now. He can stay over there doing all that. And he can stay over there with all that negativity. Y'all need to learn. Okay, Steve. Y'all need to learn how to let the wrong customers go. Because this is a much happier environment without him. He was only one of those people that only talked when he could brag about what he just did. Never added value. Never added value. We don't like stuff like that. Get out of here with that. Remember that. Because it's a blessing to you. Somebody, somebody receive it, somebody not. If your head is in your pocket, you can't run the good business. If you worried about losing money, or making money, you're not a good, first off, you don't have a good business. You may have a profitable one, but it ain't fun to work at. I guarantee you that. 
It ain't fun to work at. And you might not be in business 10 years from now. Now, we already have this, but nobody understood what I've been saying because I never really made it explicit. And I do this a lot, and Susan would understand. My strategic thinking makes me just not feel like explaining myself. If my brain's going so fast, I'll just say something, and I really don't feel like going through a long explanation, but I'm going to do the long explanation now. Grace, Diana, unmute your mic, and I'm sure everybody could say this. Monica, you unmute your mic too. They all know that y'all all know the answer. You're not going to get it wrong. If I come up with some really big number, what conversion rate am I looking for? 35%. Mm -hmm. There it is. There it is. Okay. All right. What y'all have not guessed correctly is I'm about to tell you now. Because here's the new rule in this company. I want y'all to think so big that if 50 to 65% of the ideas that we have don't fail, you're not doing this right. Yes, it's, it's been there the whole time. Every time I tell y'all to do something, I say, I just want 35% of it to work. Don't I say that? Because I've yep. built into the organization, the DNA of this, com this company, that I expect you to fail 65 to 50% of the time. Now, why would I do that? Ah. To be able to evolve? That's right. Because you have to fail to be able to evolve? That's right. I only care about the good ideas, Jerry. And I want them to fail. You hear me say that time. I need to hurry up and break it. Yeah, you hear me say this all the time. Because I'm looking for that spectacular idea that makes us change the world. And I don't need that many of them. I need like five of them. Y'all get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I want mm -hmm. you, Monica, as you give me visionary stuff, I expect 50% of that to fail. And if you can't think so big to where 50% of the stuff you say didn't work, you're not thinking big enough. Come on, Phil. I know you got some value right here. Well, <laughs> I don't consider that a failure. I consider that we were successful in determining that we weren't the right fit. I'm with you. <laughs> I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah, I just use some of these words that they understand. I completely agree, though. Essentially, this taking feels wisdom and energy. I'm looking for, oh, this is how we don't meet that goal. So let's meet it this way then. Because Google has invented many of products. And a lot of them fail. But then they came up with Gmail. And then Android, right? Like you never know when your, Monica, you never know when your idea makes me come up with a new program. You never know. You never know. Monica, when I had some conversation, I, I just need you to think, what do, they, what do they call it? Big, hairy, audacious goals. I heard that before. This is what I'm talking about. Basically, this is, right. this is basically what I'm talking about. Okay, this is basically what I'm talking about. I need, I need y'all to think so big that we fail 50% of the time. 
I'm giving you permission to fail. All right, let's, let's Well, on. I think sometimes too, when we do come up with ideas or the few times I've been in Galveston in the office there, I'll throw something out, but I know it's not the full idea, but I know you will add to it. Right. So, I mean, even if it doesn't make sense, sometimes I still try to throw it out there because I know you'll twist it in some way to where it will make sense or it will work out. That sounds like me. <laughs> that sounds exactly yep. like me. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I want to do. So do you all, what I'm, what I'm attempting to do here, I want you to fail and I want you to fail big. And I'm perfectly okay with that. There is no punishment in this company for failing if the idea was big. Okay? If you fail because you just didn't do nothing today, well then, that's a whole different story. That's not failure. That's sabotaging the team. That's not the same. We should thing. have an award. We should have an award. Oh, you are right. We should have an award. Yeah, a couple of big old failure awards. <laughs> a couple of big old failure awards. Absolutely, we should. Absolutely. Like, let's let me let me show y'all something man. let me show y'all something make sure make sure this isn't too sensitive all right don't be showing everything just come on now you know you be tripping don't be whoo i'll be everywhere boy I be, all right let me just close that up let me show y'all something man This is the stuff I'm talking about. I can't tell you how many times I failed doing this. So here's my little thingy. And then, and just, or did I see that said Netflix? I see this said Netflix. Can you see that? Does my screen share that way? It's, I'm in the folder. Does it say Netflix right here? Does it? Netflix? Okay. Yes. When I opened that, did it open up to more of the Netflix? Yes. All right. So essentially, all of this is the program that I have done. It looks like, I'll show it to y'all. It looks like, well, anyway, so this here, and then did it open up to more, Grace? All right, good. Yes. All of this is the program that I have done to make your learning content look a lot more like Netflix. You know how many times I failed doing that? You know how frustrating that was? You know how long that took? But when you go in, now it's going to, well, that's just one of the upgrades coming soon. There's one of the upgrades coming soon, right? Essentially what I'm saying is, how can I make us more like a streaming content platform in which you can freely choose which class you want to take today and have predictive algorithms predict the class that you may want to take next. Do you understand? Imagine, this is what I'm saying. Imagine if Oxford University started to operate more like Netflix. This is what I'm saying. Does that make sense now? Or let me take it to Harvard. Harvard University 
started to act like a streaming platform. Imagine, have great vision is a must. We fall forward, but if we polish our ideas and do the proper research, success rate would be higher than that's right, than the abort rate. That's awesome. We wouldn't have to think about it. That's right. You wouldn't have to think about it at all. That's what I'm, that's what I'm attempting to do. Deanna, before I close, let's come to you. Unmute your mic. Because I hope you didn't think I was letting you make it. Now you're already in the right position. But I want, I'm giving you permission now. Now you look at me. You know you're looking at me. I'm giving you permission to fail 50% of the time. But from now on, I want your biggest ideas. Biggest. Concerning this company. Biggest ideas. You understand? Yes, sir, I do. Do you receive it? I do. All right. God dog it. Good. The only reason we're going to San Antonio is because of you and Monica Visionary and, and stuff like that. Now. It's going to be a big week. It is going to be a big week. I might just buy that whole house and make it an office. <laughs> I'm, I'm considering it. I'm considering it. Now. I mean, we know you don't mind. You you try to go all over Texas. <laughs> we can do that. You can pay my mortgage. That's fine. I'm surely, <laughs> I'm I'm sure that I can pay your mortgage. <laughs> That's exactly what Grace said. Oh, you can pay my rent. <laughs> I took Grace' old apartment and made it the office. So now Grace ain't got no bills. She ain't got no bills because she she lived in a whole other apartment. So instead of breaking the lease, I said, I'll just take over. Grace, did you mind that? Not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. Not at all. Not at all. Must be nice not have no bills. All these dang old rents I'm paying. The first of the month is never kind to me. Let me tell y'all. I pay multiple rents on the first. <laughs> multiple rents. Big stuff. Big, hairy, audacious goals. However you know it. This is what I'm talking about. Most important thing here, well, there's a lot of important things I said, but the most important thing here, Namdi, is very simple, man. You can't be, if I got you in a, I'm moving everybody to visionary spots now, but I need you to fail. And it's not failure. Like Phil said, it's not failure. It's just figuring out what way to do the great things that we want. But I'm looking for the world-changing ideas. If you're I'm rejecting all ideas that do not make us the one education company to educate the whole world. That doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means I'm going to say, well, Monica, go back and make sure it fits educating the whole world. Just to put in chat, we never focus on the competition only for sales, numbers, innovative strategies. We never badmouth one another. We spend time and energy building ourselves. Two cannot coexist. Unlawful thoughts must die. All facts. All facts. I draw inspiration from many different places. And I've been, if Netflix is going to be a streaming giant, then I'm trying to figure out how can I make more of that platform? You know, how can, how can I do that? 
and to make a better user experience for the actual user. Yeah, it's pretty pretty much common sense. Okay, go ahead, Grace. I'm about to jump off right now anyway. Pretty much common sense. Now, Grace has a nine o'clock call. That being said, let's see if we can all come to this one reality. I've only given you one thing about what it looks like. One, 10 years from now, we'll be at 1 billion users daily logging in. That has a lot of implications. A lot of implications. The office will obviously look different. The communications will be different. There will more than likely be a physical campus. So let me give you two secrets that... Do you remember the conversation from yesterday, Deanna, about what Brad has about the building in Sugarland? Yes, I do. All right, tell him about it. His vision or the vision? Oh, I don't know nothing about his vision. Now that's that's his stuff. Just we got mutual friends that are big in real estate, and they have this big camp. Big building. Mm -hmm. Remember, that's not the first time you mentioned it. You mentioned it a couple of times. And Go ahead. He would really, 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 really like Antonio to buy that particular building so that the ATS Business University has a physical location as well as an online location. So for those who like to learn in groups or, you know, live, they can come to the campus to learn as well as for those who are distant learners, like in different states and they can't be here physically, we still have the online presence as well. So this is Sugarland is an affluent suburb inside of Houston, basically. It's, it's, Susan would love it there. They have many a Whole Foods. <laughs> whole whole foods it's it's there and it's fantastic it's fantastic it is there maybe yeah i know <laughs> that's that is exactly where i would suggest sugarland is fantastic it is it is an affluent area in houston it is you know houston has cities inside of it it's weird how it works and sugarland is one of them it's still houston but it's a city in Houston has cities in cities. I'm, I'm sure other places have that, but Houston is weird like that. Nevertheless, so Sugarland is one of those places, and it's this huge. Basically, I could turn it into a college campus. You know, huge. It's huge. It's huge. Yesterday, you're going to see probably two Fridays from now. I'm going to have Brad do a few things. Brad Blazer, my billionaire real estate friend. Anybody? Still okay with that stuff? Anybody still okay with that? Anybody? Well, he's going to come through and he's going to teach some serious real estate knowledge on how to acquire some serious real estate, how to get lines of credits for your business and all that stuff, but not just that. And then I want to have our film crew follow him around for a week. And we're going to shoot an ATS original about how he works. Let him drop his nuggets, how he runs his companies. We're going to go to his lake house and, and all that stuff. 
many conferences he'll be doing. We're going to follow him around for a whole week, edit it up, and it will be available for free for yours, you know, in your back office, if you, as long as you have access to the senior level. Remember, I told y'all those ATS originals was coming. I told you that. I did. I, and the only reason, if I ever say something, it means I done passed the point of no return and I'm already doing it, so now I'm talking out loud. <laughs> I told you that. Look, who would like to get, who would like to follow a billionaire around for a week, have exclusive access to see how they run business exactly that's a great idea yeah and i'm gonna do that with a lot of us <laughs> i'm gonna do that with a lot of people i'm trying to get beyonce <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get beyonce yeah i'm gonna do that with a lot of people a lot of people and i'm gonna have a whole it's a whole section in in their call it's a whole section for many of those but i'm gonna have him teach a, a few classes too over here as well and he told me to tell Phyllis Susan hi as well. He wanted us to to send his regards. He asked about y'all three three different times yesterday, three different times. We went to what was it called? Whiskey what? Yeah, whiskey something. It was good too. Whiskey cake. Yeah. How would you? How do you know that? I know about whiskey cake. It's Look good. at you. Yeah, it's good. That's where we went to. That's where we went to. Fine dining. Fine dining. Fine dining, and that. Let's just say the waiter got blessed. The tip I left the waiter was a blessing. Let me just tell you that. It was, it was not what you think it was. <clears throat> I, he probably put it on his social media. <laughs> probably put it on his social media. Good stuff. Well, that's it for me. Think about what your idea, what your business, what your services look like 10 years from now. Is the coaching industry still the same? Are we doing virtual reality coaching? I don't know. I actually do know. You should probably read some of my some of my vlogs and stuff. Okay, <laughs> some of my blogs to get some of these tips. But without a doubt, think about how your industry will fundamentally change, and you be that change early. Remember, I showed y'all a while ago where Samsung had a 6G plan that they planned out rolling out by 2027. I remember I showed y'all that. Hold on. Samsung 6G plan. Just, uh, please keep hanging with me. Here's a Google search. By 20, I said 2027, 2028, 2030, Samsung right now is already working on 6G. And y'all focused on 5G. And this is why people like me stay at the top. Everybody looking at 5G. Samsung is already ready to take your money eight years from now. And I'm attempting to tell you to do the same thing, Jerry. What is your 10-year plan? Because I guarantee you, I have a strong plan for virtual reality with this company. A strong plan for 5G and 6G with this company. And I can also tell you 
No matter what I say publicly, I am lying. It is smokes and screens. All right, Sharma, smokes and screen mirrors. I'm lying. We're getting into artificial, well, we're already in artificial intelligence. I'm getting into self-driving cars and robotics ASAP. I may run in my mouth and say, oh, no, we're doing it. Nope, that's a lie. I want into transportation. They're not leaving me behind. And I want in to robotics. So when we start building Android servants, we're going to have ATS right there. But y'all will catch that later. Remember, nobody listens to a teacher, so nobody heard what I just said. But 10 years from now, I'm going to be like, you know what? He said that. And that's how it's going to be. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't play better. You can't dominate. All right, everybody. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world. Not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job you can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions additionally ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out uh, review and rate candidates four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers 
on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.